0: Side of the neck asterisk life is a continuous process of adjustment. Indira Gand. Introduction The beauty of the neck lies in its deep or cervical fascia 3.1A. The sternocleidomastoid is an important landmark between the anterior and posterior triangles. The posterior triangle contains the spinal root of accessory nerve deep to its facial roof and the roots and trunks of brachial plexus deep to its facial floor. It also contains a part of the subclavian artery, which continues as the axillary artery for the upper limb. Arteries, like the rivers, are named according to the regions they pass through. Congestive cardiac failure can be seen at a glance by the raised jugular venous pressure. This external jugular vein lies in the superficial fascia and if cut, leads to air embolism, unless the deep fascia pierced by the vein is also cut to collapse the vein. Landmarks 1 The sternocleidomastoid muscle is seen prominently when the neck and chin are turned to the opposite side. The ridge raised by the muscle extends from the clavicle and sternum to the mastoid process b. 2 The external jugular vein crosses the sternocleidomastoid obliquely, running downwards and backwards from near the auricle to the clavicle. It is better seen in old age 3.6. 3. The greater supraclavicular fossa lies above and behind the middle one third of the clavicle. It overlies the cervical part of the brachial plexus and the third part of the subclavian artery. 4. The lesser supraclavicular fossa is a small depression between the sternal and clavicular parts of the sternocladomastoid. It overlies the internal jugular vein. 5. The mastoid process is a large bony projection behind the auricle. 6 The transverse process of the atlas vertebra can be felt on deep pressure midway between the angle of the eight. S life is a continuance process in Dira Gandhi mandible and the mastoid process, immediately anteroinferior to the tip of the mastoid process. 7 The fourth cervical transverse process is just palpable at the level of the upper border of the thyroid cartilage, and the sixth cervical transverse process at 8 The anterior tubicle of the transverse process processes and is called the carotid tubicle of pressed against this tubicle, deep to the anterior, the level of the crocoid cartilage. Chassignac. The common carotid artery can be street or border of the sternocleidomastoid muscle. 9. The anterior border of the trapezius muscle becomes prominent on elevation of the shoulder against resistance. Boundaries The side of the neck is roughly quadrilateral in outline, it is bounded anteriorly, by the anterior median line, posteriorly, by the anterior border of trapezius, superiorly, by the base of mandible, a line joining angle of the mandible to mastoid process, and superior nuchal line, and inferiorly, by the clavicle. This quadrilateral space is divided obliquely by the sternocleidomastoid muscle into the anterior and posterior triangles (Fig. 3.1b). Skin, the skin of the neck, is supplied by the second, third, and fourth cervical nerves. The anterolateral part is supplied by anterior primary rami through the I anterior cutaneous, II great auricular, III lesser occipital, and IV supraclavicular nerves. A broad band of skin over the posterior part is supplied by dorsal or posterior primary rami First cervical spinal nerve has no cutaneous distribution. Cervical 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th and 34. Thoracic first nerves supply the upper limb through the brachial plexus, and, therefore, do not supply the neck. The territory of fourth cervical nerve extends into the pectoral region through the supraclavicular nerves and meets second thoracic dermatome at the level of the second costal cartilage. Superficial fascia Superficial fascia contains areolar tissue with platysma see table 2.3. Lying deep to platysma are cutaneous nerves superficial veins 2.6, lymph vessels, lymph nodes and small arteries. Dissection give a median incision from the chin downwards towards the suprasternal notch situated above the manubrium of sternum. Make one incision in the skin of base of mandible. Continue it by oblique incision along posterior border of ramus of mandible up to mastoid process and further s IR incision. Side of the neck 85 along the superior nuchal line till the external occipital protuberance 1 incision is given along the upper border of clavicle fig. 3.1a. Reflect only the skin up towards the anterior border of trapezius muscle. Platysma, a part of the subcutaneous muscle is visible. Reflect the platysma towards the mandible. Identify the anterior or transverse cutaneous nerve of the neck in the upper part of superficial fascia. Anterior jugular vein running vertically close to the median plane is also encountered. Remove the superficial fascia till the deep fascia of neck is seen. Fig. 3.1a External jugular vein is seen above the clavicle. To open up the suprasternal space, make a horizontal incision just above the sternum. Extend this incision along the anterior border of sternocleidomastoid muscle for 3–4 to cm. Reflect the superficial lamina to expose the suprasternal space and identify its contents. Define the attachments of investing layer, pretracheal layer, provertebral layer and carotid sheath. Uperior nuchal line angle of mandible L-base of mandible mastoid process trapezius erno Anterior triangle Posterior triangle clavicle manubrium Inge noctogastric triangle. Head and neck 86 Clinical anatomy The surgeon has to stitch platysma muscle separately so that skin does not adhere to deeper neck muscles, otherwise the skin will get an ugly scar. Competency achievement: The student should be able to and 35.1 describe the parts, extent, attachments, modifications of deep cervical fascia. Point one: Deep cervical fascia, fascia colli. The deep fascia of the neck is condensed to form the following layers: one investing layer, Fig. 3.2; two pretracheal fascia; three provertebral fascia; four carotid sheath; five buccopharyngeal fascia; six pharyngobasilar fascia. Investing layer it lies deep to the platysma, and surrounds the neck like a collar. It forms the roof of the posterior triangle of the neck. Fig. 3.3. External occipital protuberance ligamentum nudgee investing layer of deep cervical fascia anterior longitudinal ligament head and neck provertebral fascia Buccopharyngeal fascia C7 trachea. Attachments superiorly A. External occipital protuberance B. Superior nuchal line C, mastoid process, styloid process D, external acoustic metus, tympanic plate E, base of the mandible. Between the angle of the mandible and the mastoid one process, the fascia splits to enclose the parotid gland The superficial lamina, named parotid fascia, is thick and dense, and is attached to the zygomatic arch. The deep lamina is thin and is attached to the styloid process, the tympanic plate and the mandible. Between the styloid process and the angle of the mandible, the deep lamina is thick and forms the stylomandibular ligament which separates the parotid gland from the submandibular gland and is pierced by the external carotid artery. At the base of mandible, it encloses submandibular gland. The superficial lamina is attached to lower border of body of mandible and deep lamina to the mylohyoid line, fig 3.4b. 2 inferiorly a. Spine of scapula, hyoid bone, thyroid cart investing, crocoid pretra isth. Head and neck 88 investing layer of deep cervical fascia, sternal head of sternocleidomastoid muscle, lymph node jugular venous arch, interclavicular ligament, manubrium sterni fig, 3.5, contents of suprasternal space posteriorly A. ligamentum nuche, and B. spine of seventh cervical vertebra. Anteriorly A. symphysis menti B. hyoid bone. Both above and below the hyoid bone, it is continuous with the fascia of the opposite side. Other features: 1. The investing layer of deep cervical fascia splits to enclose a. Muscles: trapezius and sternocleidomastoid. Fig. 3.3. B. Salivary glands: parotid and submandibular. Fig. 3.4. C. Spaces: suprasternal and supraclavicular. Head and neck, greater occipital nerve, lesser occipital nerve, nerve point, spinal root of accessory nerve, transverse cervical vein, suprascapular vein, vein piercing the fascia to join the subclavian vein, fig. 3.6, structures seen in relation to the facial roof of the P. The suprasternal space or space of burns contains the sternal heads of the right and left streta cladomastoid muscles, fig. 3.5, the jugular venous arch, a lymph node, and the interclavicular ligament. The supraclavicular space is traversed by, the external jugular vein, Fig. 3.6. The supraclavicular nerves, and, cutaneous vessels, including lymphatics. To it also forms pulleys to bind the tendons of the digastric and omohyoid muscles, Fig. 3.1c. 3 forms roof of anterior and posterior triangles. 4 forms stylomandibular ligament, Fig. 3.4a, and parotidomaseteric fascia. Clinical anatomy parotid swellings are very painful due to the unyielding nature of parotid fascia. While excising the submandibular salivary gland, the external carotid artery should be secured before dividing it, otherwise it may retract through the stylomandibular ligament and cause serious bleeding. Fig 3.4a this figure also shows the superior attachment of investing layer of deep cervical fascia to tympanic plate and styloid process. Division of the external jugular vein in the supraclavicular space may cause air embolism and consequent death because the cut ends of the vein are prevented from retraction and closure by the fascia attached firmly to the vein, fig 3.6 and inset. Great auricular nerve, external jugular vein, transverse cutaneous nerve, supraclavicular nerves, wall of jugular to cervi anterior jugular vein area or triangle and structures seen in supraclavio. Pretracheal fascia. The importance of this fascia is that it encloses and suspends the thyroid gland and forms its false capsule. Fig. 3.2. Attachments superiorly 1 hyoid bone in the median plane 2 oblique line of thyroid cartilage laterally 3 crocoid cartilage more laterally inferiorly below the thyroid gland, it encloses the inferior thyroid veins, passes behind the brachiocephalic veins, and finally blends with the arch of the aorta and fibrous pericardium. On either side it forms the front of the carotid sheath, and fuses with the fascia deep to the sternocleidomastoid fig. 3.3. Other features 1The posterior layer of the thyroid capsule is thick. On either side, it forms a suspensory ligament for the thyroid gland known as ligament of berry 8.4. The ligaments are attached chiefly to the crocoid cartilager, and may extend to the thyroid cartilage. They support the thyroid gland, and do not let it sink into the mediastinum. The capsule of the thyroid is very weak along the posterior borders of the lateral lobes. 2. The fascia provides a slippery surface for free movements of the trachea during swallowing. Clinical anatomy – Neck infections in front of the pretracheal fascia may bulge in the suprasternal area or extend down into the anterior mediastinum. The thyroid gland and all thyroid swellings move with deglutition because the thyroid is attached to cartilages of the larynx by the suspensory ligaments of Berry. P-R-E-V-E-R-T-E-B-R-A-L fascia it lies in front of the prevertebral muscles, and forms the floor of the posterior triangle of the neck 3.2. Attachments and relations Superiorly it is attached to the base of the skull 3.2. Inferiorly it extends into the superior mediastinum where it splits into anterior and posterior layers. Anterior layer, ala fascia blends with buccopharyngeal fascia and posterior. Side of the neck 89 layer is attached to the anterior longitudinal ligament and to the body of the fourth thoracic vertebra. Anteriorly it is separated from the pharynx and buccopharyngeal fascia by the retropharyngeal space containing loose areolar tissue. In the lower part of neck, provertebral and buccopharyngeal fasciae fuse Fig. 3.3 and C. Fig. 8.4. Lymph nodes lie in the retropharyngeal space. Laterally it lies deep to the trapezius and is attached to fascia of sternocleidomastoid muscle. Other features 1The cervical and brachial plexuses lie behind the provertebral fascia. The fascia is pierced by the four cutaneous branches of the cervical plexus 3.6 2As the trunks of the brachial plexus and the subclavian artery pass laterally through the interval between the scalenus anterior and the scalenus medius, they carry with them a covering of the provertebral fascia known as the axillary sheath which extends into the axilla (Fig. 3.7). The subclavian and axillary veins lie outside the sheath and as a result they can dilate during increased venous return from the limb Three-fascia provides a fixed base for the movements of the pharynx, the esophagus and the carotid sheaths during movements of the neck and during swallowing. Clinical anatomy – Neck infections behind the prevertebral fascia arise usually from tuberculosis of the cervical vertebrae or cervical caries. Pus produced as a result may extend in various directions. It may pass forwards forming a chronic retropharyngeal abscess which may form a bulging in the posterior wall of the pharynx, in the median plane 3.7). The pus may extend laterally through the axillary sheath and point in the posterior triangle, or in the lateral wall of the axilla. It may extend downwards into the superior mediastinum, where its descent is limited by fusion of the provertebral fascia to the fourth thoracic vertebra. Neck infections in front of the prevertebral fascia in the retropharyngeal space usually arise from suppuration i.e. formation of pus in the retropharyngeal lymph nodes. The pus forms an acute retropharyngeal abscess which bulges forwards in the paramedian position due to fusion of the buccopharyngeal fascia to the prevertebral fascia in the median plane. The infection may extend down through the superior mediastinum into the posterior mediastinum fig 3.3 Head and neck Head & Neck 90 chronio retropharyngeal Abscess 5th Cervical Ventral Ramus Abscess in Posterior Triangle Upper Trunk of Brachial Plexus Axillary Sheath Subclavian Artery First Nib Abscess in Lateral Wall of axilla. Fig, 3.7, Axillary Sheath Showing Extent of Tuberculosis of Cervical Vertebrae Carotid Sheath It is a condensation of the fibroareolar tissue around the main vessels of the neck. Formation – It is formed on anterior aspect by pretracheal fascia and on posterior aspect by prevertebral fascia. Contents: The contents are the common or internal carotid arteries, internal jugular vein and the vagus nerve. It is thin over the vein figs In the upper part of sheath, there are IX, 11, 12 nerves also. These nerves pierce the sheet at different points. 1. The ansa cervicalis lies embedded in the anterior wall of the carotid sheath 2. The cervical sympathetic chain lies behind the sheath, plastered to the provertebral fascia. 3. The sheath is overlapped by the anterior border of the sternocleidomastoid, and is fused to the layers of the deep cervical fascia. Head and neck buccopharyngeal fascia. This fascia covers all the constrictor muscles externally and extends onto the superficial aspect of the buccinator muscle. Fig. fourteen point one four, and is attached to pharyngeal tubercle. Retropharyngeal space lies posterior to buccopharyngeal fascia. Alar fascia is an ancillary layer of deep cervical fascia which divides retropharyngeal space into two parts. The posterior space between ala and provertebral fasciae is the «dangerous space in neck». P-H-A-R-Y-N-G-O-B-A-S-I-L-A-R-Fascia This fascia is especially thickened between the upper border of superior constrictor muscle and the base of the internal carotid External carotid, external carotid Anterior lateral, lateral medial answer cervical Common carotid artery Internal jugular vein Co-B. Vagus nerve sympathetic trunk a. Posterior figs 3.8 a and b, right carotid sheath with its contents, a. shore view, b. Sectional view skull. It lies deep to the pharyngeal muscles. See figs 14.4 and 14.21. Competency achievement, the student should be able to, and 35.10 describe the facial spaces of neck, pharynx. Pharyngeal spaces RETROPHARYNGEAL space situation, dead space behind pharynx. Function – acts as a bursa for expansion of pharynx during deglutition boundaries, anterior, buccopharyngeal fascia posterior, provertebral fascia. The two get fused. Superior, inferior, contents, sides, carotid sheath fig. 3.3 – base of skull open and continuous with superior mediastinum. Retropharyngeal lymph nodes pharyngeal plexus of vessels and nerves, loose areola tissue. Pus collection due to lymph node abscess which lies in paramedian posture. It should be differentiated clinical anatomy, from cold abscess of spine of cervical vertebrae which is seen in median plane. Lateral pharyngeal space situation, side of pharynx boundaries, medial, pharynx postrilateral, parotid gland. Contents, anterolateral, medial pterygoid posterior, carotid sheath branches of maxillary artery fibrophety tissue Pus collection, Ludwig's angina clinical anatomy, competency achievement, the student should be able to, and 29.1 describe and demonstrate attachments, nerve supply, relations and actions of sternocleidomastoid. Sternocleidomastoid muscle The sternocleidomastoid and trapezius are large superficial muscles of the neck. Both of them are supplied by the spinal root of the accessory nerve. The trapezius is described in Chapter 10. The sternocleidomastoid is described below. Origin: One, the sternal head is tenderness and arises from the superolateral part of the front of the manubrium sterni (Fig. 3.1c). Two, the clavicular head is musculotendinous and arises from the medial one-third of the superior surface of the clavicle. It passes deep to the sternal head, and the two heads blend below the middle of the neck. Between the two heads there is a small triangular depression of the lesser supraclavicular fossa overlying the internal jugular vein. Insertion it is inserted one by a thick tendon into the lateral surface of mastoid process from its tip to superior border, two by a thin aponeurosis into the lateral half of the superior nuchal line of the occipital bone. Nerve supply one the spinal accessory nerve provides the motor supply. It passes through the muscle fig 3.10 Two branches from the ventral rami of C2 and C3 are proprioceptive. Blood supply Arterial supply one branch each from superior thyroid artery and suprascapular artery and, two branches from the occipital artery supply the big muscle. Veins follow the arteries Actions 1 When one muscle contracts, a. It turns the chin to the opposite side. Side of the neck 91b. It can also tilt the head towards the shoulder of same side. 2. When both muscles contract together, a. They draw the head forwards, as in eating and in lifting the head from a pillow. b. With the longest collie, they flex the neck against resistance. c. It also helps in forced inspiration. Relations The sternocleidomastoid is enclosed in the investing layer of deep cervical fascia, and is pierced by the accessory nerve and by the four sternocleidomastoid arteries. It has the following relations: USS lens of d less than rd superficial one skin two a superficial fascia b superficial lamina of the deep cervical fascia Fig. 3.3 three platysma four external jugular vein and superficial cervical lymph nodes lying along the vein Fig. 3.6 five a great auricular b Transverse or anterior cutaneous C, Medial supraclavicular nerves 36 D, Lesser occipital nerve 6The parotid gland overlaps the muscle. Deep one bones and joints, A. Mastoid process above, FIG, 3.1 C, B. Sternoclavicular joint below. Two carotid sheath, FIG, 3.8 3 Muscles, A. Sternohyoid, FIG, 3.3 B. Sternothyroid C, omohyoid D, 3 scalenus e, levator scapulae Fig 3.9F, F, splenius capitis Fig 3.10G, longissimus capitis C Fig 7.3H, posterior belly of digastric C Fig 4.10, 4 arteries A, common carotid Fig 3.8B Internal carotid C. fig. 8.4 C. external carotid D. sternocleidomastoid arteries, 2 from the occipital artery, 1 from the superior thyroid, 1 from the suprascapular E. occipital F. subclavian G. suprascapular H. transverse cervical Fig. 3.9 E. head and neck RR3. Sternomastoid, trapezius, superior belly of omohyoid, posterior triangle, occipital part, inferior belly of omohyoid, posterior triangle, supraclavicular part, clavicle, sternocleidomastoid muscle occipital artery and greater occipital nerve trapezius lesser occipital nerve great auricular nerve accessory nerve on levator scapulae with lymph nodes supraclavicular nerves proprioceptive fibers to trapezius suprascapular nerve and artery transverse cervical artery external jugular vein figs 3.9a and b.a. Boundaries, head and neck 5 veins, a. Internal jugular FIG. 38 b anterior jugular c, facial d, lingual six nerves, a. vagus b. Parts of ix, 11, 12 figs 3.8 and 3.10 c, cervical plexus d, upper part of brachial plexus fig. 3.10 e, phrenic fig. 3.10 f, ansa cervicalis seven lymph nodes, superficial and deep cervical c figs 8.28 and 8.29 Competency achievement: The student should be able to and 29.3 explain anatomical basis of rye neck. Hyoid bone superior belly of omohyoid transverse cutaneous nerve cut end of inferior belly of omohyoid scalenus medius nerve to subclavius clavicle B8B. Contents of posterior triangle. Clinical anatomy figure 3.5 shows inferior attachment of investir layer of deep cervical fascia. Fascia of supraclavicular space is pierced by external jugular vein to drain into subclavian vein fig 3.6 is a deformity in which the head is bent to one side and the chin points to the other side This is a result of spasm or contracture of the muscles supplied by the spinal accessory nerve these being the sternocleidomastoid and trapezius Although there are many varieties of torticollis depending on the causes the common types are A Rheumatic torticollis due to exposure to cold or draft. B. Reflex torticollis due to inflamed or suppurating cervical lymph nodes which irritate the spinal accessory nerve. C. Splenius capitis inset 1 levator scapulae trunks of brachial plexus and subclavian artery scalenus anterior subclavian vein trapezius spinal root of accessory nerve cut ends of inferior belly of omohyoid transverse cervical fig, 3.10, the boundaries of post-C, congenital torticollis due to birth injury. Rye neck shortening of the muscle fibers due to intravascular clotting of veins within the muscle. It usually occurs during difficult delivery of the baby. Posterior triangle features the posterior triangle is a space on the side of the neck situated behind the sternocleidomastoid muscle. Dissection: Try to dissect and clean the cutaneous nerves (Fig. 3.6), which pierce the investing layer of fascia at the middle of posterior border of sternocleidomastoid muscle. Demarcate the course of external jugular vein. Cut carefully the deep fascia of posterior border of sternocleidomastoid muscle and reflect it towards trapezius muscle. Identify the accessory nerve lying just deep to the investing layer, seen at the middle of the posterior border of sternocleidomastoid muscle, and across the posterior triangle to reach the anterior border of trapezius, which it supplies. Fig. 3.10. Define the boundaries, roof, floor, divisions, and contents of the posterior triangle. Fig. 3.1c. Identify and clean the inferior belly of omohyoid. Find the transverse cervical artery along the upper border. And side of the neck area, ninety-three semispinalis capitis, occipital artery, and greater occipital nerve, sternocleidomastoid, cervical lymph nodes around accessory nerve, scalenus anterior with phrenic nerve, scalenus medius, dorsal scapular nerve, inferior thyroid artery, trunks of brachial plexus on scalenus medius, inset two suprascapular artery area or triangle of neck with its contents of this muscle. Trace it both ways. Deep to this muscle is the upper or supraclavicular part of brachial plexus. Identify the roots, trunks and their branches carefully. The branches are suprascapular nerve, dorsal scapular nerve, long thoracic nerve, nerve to subclavius, fig 3.10. Medial to the brachial plexus locate the third part of subclavian artery, refer to BDC app. Follow the terminal part of external jugular vein through the deep fascia into the deeply placed subclavian vein, fig 3.6. Identify suprascapular artery running just above the clavicle fig 3.96. Define the attachments and relations of sternocleidomastoid muscle. To expose scalenus anterior muscle, cut across the clavicular head of sternocleidomastoid muscle and push it medially. Scalenus anterior muscle covered by well-defined prevertebral fascia can be identified. Clean the subclavian artery and upper part of brachial plexus deep to the scalenus anterior muscle. Head and neck boundaries: anterior, posterior border of sternocleidomastoid, figs 3.1b and c; posterior, anterior border of trapezius; inferior or base, middle one third of clavicle. Head and neck MA 94 apex lies on the superior nuchal line, where the trapezius and sternocleidomastoid meet. Roof: the roof is formed by the investing layer of deep cervical fascia. The superficial fascia over the posterior triangle contains 1 the platysma 2 the external jugular and posterior external jugular veins three parts of the supraclavicular, great auricular, transverse cutaneous and lesser occipital nerves fig. 3.6, 4 unnamed arteries derived from the occipital, transverse cervical and suprascapular arteries. Five lymph vessels which pierce the deep fascia to end in the supraclavicular nodes. External jugular vein, it lies deep to the platysma, fig. 3.6. It is formed by union of the posterior auricular vein with the posterior division of the retromandibular vein. It begins within the lower part of the parotid gland, crosses the sternocleidomastoid obliquely, pierces the anteroinferior angle of the roof of the posterior triangle, and opens into the subclavian vein, See fig. 2.6. Its tributaries are A. The posterior external jugular vein B. The transverse cervical vein C. The suprascapular vein D. The anterior jugular vein. The oblique jugular vein connects the external jugular vein with the internal jugular vein across the middle one third of the anterior border of the sternocleidomastoid. Head and neck clinical anatomy The right external jugular vein is examined to assess the venous pressure, the right atrial pressure is reflected in it because there are no valves in the entire course of this vein and it is straight. As external jugular vein pierces the fascia, the margins of the vein get adherent to the fascia. So if the vein gets cut it cannot close and air is sucked in due to negative intrathoracic pressure. That causes air embolism. To prevent this, the deep fascia has to be cut. Floor the floor of the posterior triangle is formed by the prevertebral layer of deep cervical fascia covering the following muscles 1 splenius capitis 2 levator scapulae 3 scalenus medius fig 3.9 4 semispinalis capitis may also form part of the floor Division of the posterior triangle 1 a larger upper part called the occipital part it is subdivided by the inferior belly of omohyoid into two a smaller lower part called the supraclavicular part or subclavian part fig 3.9a Competency achievement: The student should be able to and 29.4 describe and demonstrate attachments of 1. Inferior belly of omohyoid, 2. Scalenus anterior, see Chapter 9, 3. Scalenus medius, see Chapter 9, and 4. Levator scapulae see Chapter 10. 5. Contents of the posterior triangle are these are enumerated in Table 3.1. Some of the contents are are considered below. One relevant features of the contents of posterior triangle 1 The spinal root of accessory nerve emerges a little above the middle of the posterior border of the sternocleidomastoid. It runs through a tunnel in the fascia forming the roof of the triangle, passing downwards and laterally, and disappears under the anterior border of the trapezius about 5 cm abjure the clavicle It is the only structure beneath the roof of triangle. It supplies BH sternocleidomastoid and trapezius muscles. To the four cutaneous branches of the cervical ple is pierce the fascia covering the floor of the trian, pass through the triangle and pierce the deep fire at different points to become cutaneous 3. A. Transverse cutaneous nerve, arises from ven al-rami of C2 and C3 nerves runs transversely aSS the sternocleidomastoid to supply skin of NEK, till the sternum. B supraclavicular nerves, formed from ventral rani of C3 and C4 nerves. Emerges at posterior border of sternocleidomastoid. It descends downwards and diverges into three branches. Medial one supplies the skin over the manubrium till manubri osternal joint. Intermediate nerve crosses the clavicle to supply skin of first intercostal space till the second rib. Lateral nerve runs across the lateral side of clavicle and acromion to supply skin over the upper half of the deltoid muscle C. Great auricular nerve, it is the largest ascending rami of C2 and C3 nerves. Ascends on the branch of cervical plexus. Arises from ventral. Sternocleidomastoid muscle to reach parotid gland, where it divides into anterior and posterior branches. Anterior branch supplies lower one-third of skin on lateral surface of pinna and skin over the parotid gland and connects the gland to the auriculotemporal nerve. This cross-connection is the anatomical basis for Frey's syndrome. Posterior branch supplies lower one-third of skin on medial surface of the pinna. D, lesser occipital, arises from ventral ramus of C2 segment of spinal cord. Seen at the posterior border of sternocleidomastoid muscle. It then winds around and ascends along its posterior border to supply skin of upper two-thirds of medial surface of pinna adjoining part of the scalp. Three muscular branches to the levator scapulae and to the trapezius appear about the middle of the sternocleidomastoid. Those to the levator scapulae soon end in it, those to the trapezius run below and parallel to the accessory nerve across the middle of the triangle. Both nerves lie deep to the fascia of the floor. Four three-trunks of the brachial plexus emerge between the scalenus anterior and medius, and carry the axillary sheath around them. The sheath contains the brachial plexus and the subclavian artery. These structures lie deep to the floor of posterior triangle. If provertebral fascia is left intact, all these structures are safe fig. 3.9 5The nerve to the rhomboid or dorsal scapular nerve is from C5 root, pierces the scalenus medius and passes deep to the levator scapulae to reach the back. Odes Odes where it lies deep or anterior to the rhomboid muscles 6The nerve to the serratus anterior arises by three roots. The roots from C5 and C6 pierce the scalenus medius and join the root from C7 over the first digitation of the serratus anterior. The nerve passes behind the brachial plexus. It descends over the serratus anterior in the medial wall of the axilla and gives branches to the digitations of the muscle fig. 3.11. 7The nerve to the subclavius C5, C6 fig. 3.9 B descends in front of the brachial plexus and the subclavian vessels, but behind the omohyoid, the transverse cervical and suprascapular vessels and the clavicle to reach the deep surface of the subclavius muscle. As it runs near the lateral margin of the scalenus anterior, it sometimes gives off the accessory phrenic nerve which joins the phrenic nerve in front of the scalenus anterior eight the suprascapular nerve c5 c6 arises from the upper trunk of the brachial plexus and crosses the lower part of the posterior triangle just above and lateral to the brachial plexus deep to the transverse cervical vessels and the omohyoid it passes backwards over the shoulder to reach the scapula it supplies the supraspinatus and infraspinatus muscles fig 3.9b 9 the subclavian artery passes behind the tendon of the scalenus anterior over the first rib fig 3.12. 10 the transverse cervical artery is a branch of the thyrocervical trunk it crosses the scalenus anterior the phrenic nerve the upper trunks of the brachial head and neck lateral root and medial root of median nerve radial median nerve fig 3.11 br plexus the nerve to the subclavius the suprascapular nerve and the scalenus medius at the anterior border of the levator scapulae it divides into superficial and deep branches the inferior belly of the omohyoid crosses the artery fig 3.10 11 the suprascapular artery is also a branch of the thyrocivical trunk it passes laterally and backwards behind the clavicle fig 3.10 12 the occipital artery crosses the apex of the posterior triangle superficial to the splenius capitis fig 3.9 13 the subclavian vein passes in front of the tendon of scalenus anterior muscle 14 inferior belly of omohyoid arises from upper border of scapula near suprascapular notch passes deep to trapezius and appears on its upper border in the posterior triangle it courses through posterior triangle dividing it in two parts lies deep to sternocleidomastoid and continues as superior belly till hyoid bone clinical anatomy the most common swelling in the posterior triangle is due to enlargement of the supraclavicular lymph brachial plexus nodes while doing biopsy of the lymph node one must be careful in preserving the accessory nerve which may get entangled amongst enlarged lymph nodes fig 3.10 Supraclavicular lymph nodes are commonly enlarged in tuberculosis, Hodgkin's disease, and in malignant growths of the breast, arm, or chest. Bock dissection of the neck for malignant disease is the removal of cervical lymph nodes along with other structures involved in the growth. T procedure does not endanger those nerves of TH posterior triangle which lie deep to TH provertebral fascia, i.e., the brachial and cervical plexuses and their muscular branches. A cervical rib may compress the second part of subclavian artery. In these cases, blood supply to upper limb reaches via anastomosis around the scapula. Dysphagia caused by compression of the esophagus by an abnormal subclavian artery is called dysphagia lusoria. Elective arterial surgery of the common carotid artery is done for aneurysms, AV fistulae or arteriosclerotic occlusions. It is better to expose the common carotid artery in its upper part where it is superficial. While ligating the artery, care should be taken not to include the vagus nerve or the sympathetic chain. Second part of the subclavian artery may get pressed by the scalinous anterior muscle, resulting in decreased blood supply to the upper limb. If the muscle is divided, the effects are abolished fig. 3.12 First rib short scalenus anterior narrowed subclavian artery lymph nodes sternum clavicle fig, 3.12, second part of subclavian artery narrowed by the short scalenus anterior mnemonics arrangement of the important nerves, GLAST, great auricular lesser occipital accessory nerve pops out between L and S supraclavicular transverse cutaneous facts to remember investing layer of deep cervical fascia encloses two muscles, two salivary glands, forms two pulleys, encloses two spaces, and forms roof of posterior triangle. Provertebral fascia forms the axillary sheath. Pretracheal fascia suspends the thyroid gland. 1–5 from Medical Council of India, competency-based undergraduate. Side of the neck 97, cold abscess of caries spine, contract down to the posterior triangle or axilla. occipital part of posterior triangle contains the spinal root of accessory nerve as the most important constituent. Supraclavicular part of posterior triangle contains roots, trunks, branches of brachial plexus and third part of subclavian artery. Sternocleidomastoid divides the side of neck into anterior and posterior triangles. CLINICOANATOMICAL PROBLEM A middle-aged woman had a deep cut in the middle of her right posterior triangle of neck. The bleeding was arrested and wound was sutured. The patient later felt difficulty in combing her hair. What blood vessel is severed? Why did the patient have difficulty in combing her hair? ANS. The external jugular vein was severed. It passes across the sternocleidomastoid muscle to join the subclavian vein above the clavicle. Her accessory nerve is also injured as it crosses the posterior triangle close to its roof, causing paralysis of trapezius muscle. The trapezius with serratus anterior causes overhead abduction required for combing the hair. Due to paralysis of trapezius, she felt difficulty in combing her hair. Further reading, Berkoviz BKB, Moxham BJ. Color Atlas of the Skull, London, Mosby Wolf, 1994. An excellent atlas that gives a clear illustration of the different components of the skull. Guadira, A. K. Dawes PJD, Stringer M.D. Cervical fascia, a terminological pain the neck. ANZ Surg 2012, 82-786-91. A review that provides a critical appraisal of the terms used to describe the cervical fascia in order to achieve consensus and uniformity. Guadira AK, doors PJD, Fong A, et al. Head and Neck Fascia and Compartments, No Space for Spaces. Head Neck 2014, 36-1058-68. A comprehensive review of the fascia of the head and neck and its associated compartments aiding the understanding of the variable and, at times, misleading terminology. Head and Neck Curriculum for the Indian Medical Graduate, 2018, 1.44-80